Hi, you guys, and welcome back to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and we are coming in hot today with a conversation about vaginas. And yep, that's exactly what I just said. Um, we need to have this conversation so that that word is not shock value, but it is something that we just get to talk about. Um, I also realize that in an effort to also be tactful and respectful of this conversation, that if you have little ones around, feel free to decide um, if this is the best time of day to listen to this podcast. Um, I also want you to know that this is a conversation with a super brave person who is willing to talk to us about her experience, about what it was like waiting until her wedding night to have sex and then not being able to. Um, we're going to dive into why not, what happened, and what her kind of road to recovery has been like. All that to say, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and I appreciate you being brave alongside us. Today we're we're really doing a big cannonball into like personal topics, and so maybe I'll even do like a bit of a just for people that are listening. Um, we're going to be talking about a woman's body, and <laughs> there are like we we, we say are. that right. We are. What's we're talking about, and so we will use correct biological terms. We're going to be talking about things that might make you uncomfortable, and so if you've got children, you can choose to put in your earphones. Um, <laughs> And you could also just choose to like pay attention to the conversation that might make you feel uncomfortable because you actually connect to it. So without further ado, <laughs> um, where are we diving in today? What's the, what's, where are we starting? What's the dilemma that brought you to the, today? The dilemma has been um, a year and a half of physical therapy uh, since we're using correct terms mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on yeah. my vagina. Yeah. Um, yes. So, you know, that's a dilemma because it's not <laughs> something people talk about. <laughs> not necessarily like the dinner table question that you. No, I mean, if you want to get out of a party conversation, <laughs> I've got it. I'm gonna pocket this for another for later then, for sure. Okay. Yeah, you you got it. Okay. <laughs> it is a conversation stopper. <laughs> mm -hmm. Year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Maybe start where you are today. What's what was the result? And if you want, is there a diagnosis? Where do you want to take us back to? Okay. So um, where I'm at today is I am no longer going to physical therapy for it, okay. um, which is great. Yeah, so it worked. And it worked. It took <laughs> some time. <laughs> um, and where it started was at my wedding on my wedding night. Okay. Um, my, I had waited until marriage to have sex and, um, my husband and I could not do that on our wedding night, which I was like kind of expecting, physically? um, physically, yes. Um, just because I had heard from friends and sisters and all of that, that that's pretty normal if you've waited. Yeah. Um, and being that I got married a little bit older, you know, <laughs> it hadn't been used for a longer time. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's like a real thing. Yeah. Um, and so it was so excruciatingly painful to even try um, mm. that I was in tears and that continued. I mean, obviously we stopped because I was like, well, that's not going to work, yeah, um, yeah. nor is it fun or enjoyable and not the way I want to remember my honeymoon. Um, mm -hmm. 
So we definitely gave it a good try throughout our honeymoon. Yeah. Um, and we were fortunate enough to have a really long honeymoon. And so on the one hand, that was great. Yeah. Um, it was a great trip. On the other hand, it was really hard because it just kept on. I kept feeling like I was failing. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. What did this communicate to you about like how I thought it would be? Like, this is how I thought my honeymoon would be, how I thought marriage oh, would be. Oh my blood. gosh. <laughs> so different. So different. You mm. know, I mean, I it's so like silly on the one hand to think like this. And then on the other hand, it's totally not because it's the world we live in. Um, mm-hmm. But I expected it to be like the movies, of course. Mm-hmm. And I expected mm-hmm. it to be perfect and wonderful and fun and um, wanting to wear all the fun things mm-hmm. that I had gotten for my bachelorette <laughs> party and prance around in them. And it just quickly became the exact opposite. I wanted to wear my coziest PJs. I wanted to go to bed um, and not even not even try because it was too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then I don't know, like this might be another thing for later, but at the same time I was on birth control for the first time in my life, Mm. um, which I am now off of and will never go on again Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. because I, I think it was just so much all at the same time. Good point. Um, And it was, it was hard. I mean, there were multiple days on our honeymoon that I was in tears and could not bring myself to have fun. Like even during the day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's like, it just, it takes over everything. And it's like this. Yes. It's so multifaceted. The immediacy of what is happening, the way we internalize the hard thing of like, oh, this is just, this is tough. And then everything just kind of feels affected. Totally. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're like alone, like you want to be away from people and not texting people or calling people on your honeymoon, right? Like I wanted to be with my Mm -hmm. husband and, Mm -hmm. and spend my time on him. And um, I do want to just be clear that he was the most supportive person in the world in all of this um, and was beyond understanding any of the like shame or guilt I felt was completely my um, projection on myself. Yeah. Not at all from him, which I'm so thankful for because I know that's not always the case. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, I felt very low, like, you know, it's just like, I just felt very down and it was, it was something I just kind of carried with me each day. Mm. Yeah. What did you end up getting a diagnosis, a physical diagnosis for what this is called? Yes. Um, so I have vaginismus, mm-hmm. um, and there, that has gone through different names over mm-hmm. the course of the last few years, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of it. So I didn't end up getting a diagnosis though, until probably a month and a half after we returned. Um, because I went to my doctor Mm -hmm. and then I went to a gynecologist Mm -hmm. and they did test, they were testing me for endometriosis, um, and for any other like things that they would have been able to find in an ultrasound that they couldn't see externally. And thankfully the gynecologist that I saw knew about pelvic floor physical therapy and, um, and recommended it because, um, from my understanding now, not very many doctors are aware of it and aware of the need for it. So I was so thankful that I ended up in an office where somebody recommended it. 
that we will definitely come back to this for sure. The yeah. um, pelvic floor PT and OT that is oh a my gosh. huge aspect of um, yes. just female care that is not spoken about, which is yeah. also speaks to like how um, brave you are and saying like, hey, this is a real thing. It's a real thing that happened to me. It's a real thing that happens to other women, and we need to have this conversation. Totally, yeah. Vaginismus is an actual diagnosis. It's literally in the DSM, um, and which is interesting because that's also like the field of psychotherapy. So it is right. such a mind-body thing. It's, it is a medical condition, and it is also a condition that affects relationships. Hence, why it's mm-hmm. in our books as well. Which is really when a part, yeah, isn't it? Like when a part yeah. of my body is like frozen, stuck, not cooperating. Um, not going along with the rest of me, I've got this sense of this is over here and then here's the rest of me. And we begin to want to say that part is just broken and it doesn't work. And right. it's, it's not how we're meant to live as a human. We're meant to live fully integrated and totally whole. And mm-hmm. when there is something that is that difficult or that shameful, we tend to want to isolate it and block it off. And you did just the opposite. You were like, I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to show up for a freaking year and a half of... PT. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It was a lot. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. What is the, what, what does that, what does the physical therapy look like? Can I ask that? (laughs) You can ask. Um, yeah. So it's, um, I mean, I also, I have been so thankful for everyone I have met along. Like I've, I just got really Mm -hmm. lucky. I really Mm -hmm. did. Um, So my physical therapist was awesome. Like I walked into her office, so nervous. Um, (laughs) My husband was with me. It was, neither one of us knew what to expect. We both walked out a little stunned. (laughs) Like, whoa, that just happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Not the way he was thinking it was going to be. Yeah. So they do a full um, like external kind of I'm like blanking on the word physical okay. but mm-hmm. they check like your postural alignment and see like if your pelvis is rotated or uh, they do all this crazy wow. stuff that I'm not yeah. a doctor so I don't know the I don't know those hey, scientific mo- terms most of us aren't either so it's probably you're probably speaking the correct someone's way. listening like <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> um, not this girl um so she did like a full external thing and she was like looking at my legs and how they compared. And I knew from um, like high school sports that I had one leg that was longer than the other. So that wasn't like a surprise to me. Um, But yeah, so she was looking at all of that. And then um, I remember she was hilarious. She was like, okay, so do you mind if I come internal? And I was like, uh, you're like, I kind of feel like that's a question my husband would have asked me, but I don't know. I'm like, well, see, see, this is the problem. You're not gonna (laughs) good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they do like all sorts of like manual therapy. So it's just like, um, it would be like a gynecological exam type of a thing, except for, um, they really do. They do external like exams outside of the vagina just to Mm -hmm. see if there's anything outside that's like a trigger point yes um and then they'll do an internal exam with like pressure points Mm -hmm. um and they kind of like go around like around the clock to to notice like where are your muscles the tightest fascinating um yeah and it was fascinating because like one side for me was much much easier than the other side was that 
related to your leg length? Like, is there, were you able to see a direct correlation? I wasn't. Um, I did have, I'm trying to think if this we ever, I think we never really figured out if it was like a direct correlation. So I don't feel good about saying that that was like the Mm -hmm. cause of it. I do have a tilted pelvic bone, Mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm trying, (laughs) see, I don't know like which way it's supposed to go, but like whatever way you're like Mm -hmm. a natural vagina is supposed to go, mine goes slightly the opposite. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all these biological complications that you just don't know about until you're like, um, okay, what? Yeah. And (laughs) what was, I think the best image for me, because like leading up to that, I had heard so much like it's mental. It's like this mental, um, which it is like partially there's fear, right? So there's like, there is this fear of it hurting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is an, an aspect of it. But like truly my muscles did not allow it. Right. Um, right. And that took me a really long time to understand that it's like I could, it would be the same thing if my arm muscle did not allow me to lift my arm up. Yes. Right. Which like is also a thing. And yeah. it's also a physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> yeah, I know because you know. Yes. Um, so, so the thing that um, my physical therapist said, she was like, okay, hold your hand in a fist, like loosely. Mm-hmm. And she was like, just imagine if you, even if you didn't like clench your fist, you just mm-hmm. hold it loosely for 30 years. <laughs> totally. Okay. So totally. like, it's yeah. just, it's going to get stuck. Like, yeah, because yeah. that's how muscles work. Like it'll just atrophy yeah. to get stuck. It's not something you can't fix, but it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of like, work to loosen those muscles to like stretch out your fingers yes and she was like that's essentially what has happened is like you have not used because like obviously the pelvic floor is just like a bunch of muscles Mm -hmm. and so she was like you haven't used those in this in like with sex and so totally why would they work like (laughs) you never used them (laughs) yeah yeah um So that was like a very eye-opening thing for me. And I think for like the few people that I talked to about it, when they were like, no, just have a drink. Like, you'll be fine. You'll loosen up. And I was like, no, I really won't be. Like, (laughs) like a drink doesn't make your muscle move, (laughs) you know? Yeah. What was the worst advice you got in this? Like, what were like, what was like the worst thing someone said to you? Uh, It's like... I mean, I think it was stuff like that. And it's all, it's all out of people caring and of wanting to is. help, right? No, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, there were times where I was like, no, I don't like, I also want to like, remember, <laughs> this is, I, I'm not really interested in like, you know, getting completely yeah. wasted just so that I can like consummate my marriage. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I mean, I think it was stuff like that, like, oh, just get a drink or, um, you just need, you just need to relax. And I'm like, okay, well, okay. First of all, if you know me, that's really hard for me. <laughs> it's like the least helpful thing you can tell someone who actually does need to relax is like, you're like, thanks. thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've needed to do that for the last 30 years. And <laughs> bless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So those are probably the worst things. Yeah. Okay. What was yeah. helpful? Like what was helpful? Like, and maybe this is oh, two part. What was helpful that you heard and that mm-hmm. you would maybe think if we could be better as a community for women that are also like ha- struggling or having vaginismus, what would, what could we say that was better than that? 
Um, the best news I heard was that it affects, I mean, not the best news, but the most helpful mm -hmm. news was that it affects 15% of women. Okay. That is an exorbitant amount of people mm -hmm. that have mm -hmm. issues like this that mm -hmm. we aren't talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I had never heard of it. And thankfully I had had you and other friends that had heard of it. So I didn't mm -hmm. feel completely crazy. And I did all the Googling, um, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, sometimes helpful, sometimes not. Um, <sighs> But I think that was like when I started to realize what that number meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, obviously 15 out of 100, that's a lot. Like yeah. if yeah. you're in any sort of like large group gathering, 15 other people there have mm -hmm. the same issue. So yes. And yet no one's talking about it. And nobody talks about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no um, like it's all private care like outside of insurance and that kind of thing for, for that's, the most part. Yeah. Some insurance will cover part of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, want to think about that too. Yeah. It, it, so the statistics kind of allowed you to feel human. Like this is, yes, there's nothing broken in me. This is a real thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will attribute most of that to my physical therapist. She was so good at reminding me that it was not my fault. Mm -hmm. I was not mm -hmm. broken. I am not mm -hmm. broken. Um, That's right. That's right. And yeah. And just so encouraging. And there were days when I didn't want to do like internal treatment. Mm -hmm. And she was awesome. She would be like, okay, great. You're going to get like a lower back massage. And I would like, leave yes. like, yes, that is exactly I what I <laughs> Can I come every day? <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So just really thinking about like, I think she just took such a, a bigger approach to the whole mm -hmm. thing. And mm -hmm. she got to know me, not only in her office as a patient, but also as a person, like we connected over dumb mm. TV shows. And, yes. um, you know, yes. I like, I looked forward to catching up with her every yes. time I went. It was, yes. it was hanging out yeah. with a friend who That's also right. yeah. sticks her hands inside of you. <laughs> You're totally normal. I mean, I'm telling you, this is totally normal, guys. <laughs> Super normal. <laughs> she, you allowed her, though, to do her job. And the connection of that therapeutic yeah. relationship, whether it's PT or OT or, or, or traditional therapy or whatever it is, it's like, if... I know you, I feel like I will let you in. Now, now yeah. it's different in physical therapy. You're like, no, I'm actually talking about in my vagina. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little different yeah. than in my mind or in my history or in my, you know what I mean? It's like, but it, you know, it's, it often feels similar where it yeah. feels exposing and violated and broken and shameful. And um, the parallel here is so, so similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What a good yeah. therapist you had. She was awesome. And she, um, I found out months later that I was one of her first patients. I had oh. no idea. Mm -hmm. Don't you love, I, I mean, yeah. I, I love that because I can, I can think of my very first few as well. And I'm like, those are treasures. My baby I know. treasures. She was like, I had no yeah. idea what I was doing with you. <laughs> You're like, don't I was like, say that. No, <laughs> but worked. I was like, but you made me comfortable. Yeah. That was what you yeah. did with me is like, mm -hmm. you made me feel like I could come back. Oh, and you made me feel like I could come back. Yeah. What a beautiful banner that would be for the healthcare system. <laughs> That's so true. Right? Yeah. You made me feel like I could come back. Yeah. I'm, I'll sit with that in my own story. I mean, there's definitely times where I feel like I will never come back. And I've said that as I've walked out of offices right. before. I will never come back 
to this doctor, dentist, gynecologist, therapist, right. whatever. So that's, yeah, I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> I planned it for weeks. Yes, it's just good. kidding. It's, it's, just, so good. <laughs> it's just really true. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It yeah. is true. It's the heart of what was happening. It's the exchange of, okay, all right. And you're coming back and we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Hi, you guys. Elise here, your podcast host for TrailerCast podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that TrailerCast is also available on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a special community for creatives. And it is a way to support the people that are behind the microphone or um, on the Zoom call or, or doing these things called podcasts. So if you have um, been affected by TrailerCast and feel like contributing to the show and the making of the show, um, I'd be grateful. So if you are interested, you can check out trailercast.com or search us on Patreon. Thanks, guys. Was there any part of the physical therapy journey that you're like, I think I'm over this. I'm just literally never going to have sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A lot of times. (laughs) Okay. It was still like, it wasn't like it was smooth sailing as soon as you got started. Oh my gosh, no. And in fact, it was really interesting. So there's also, I didn't get to this, um, but there's like also at home therapy that you have to do to like Mm -hmm. make it work. Cause obviously, so I started going once a week Mm -hmm. and then graduated to like once every other week, which is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. And then kind of got stuck there for a while. Um, But in Mm -hmm. the meantime, I was expected to do different exercises at home. So some of those are just like stretching exercises. Um, I had to stop running because that tightens the pelvic floor. Um, That's like a whole nother thing of like Mm. things that I had to give up um, that I really love. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there were, and then I was kind of like afraid to like, well, can I do this? Can I not do, you know, that, that, that adds a layer of stress, which is like exactly totally. what I need to not do. Um, and then there's like dilator therapy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are gradual. Okay. So the craziest thing that I did not realize until I started physical therapy, um, was I didn't know that it was not normal, um, for it to be really uncomfortable to take out a tampon. That's always been really uncomfortable for me. Um, I just thought that was normal. Yeah. Wow. Oh, everyone. Right. This is what we do. Those women, right. We're like, like, well, yeah. I mean, it just got to for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's not, it's not, it's a weird thing. Like why would that be comfortable? Um, so I remember going to physical therapy and telling my therapist, like, I, it doesn't hurt to take out tampons anymore. And this is like regular size. Like we're not talking super. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Um, and she was like, this is, that's like a huge deal because it's like a lifestyle thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. that, that was something I just lived with. I didn't know. Yes. Yes. Why would I ask anyone like, right. Right. Hey, does it hurt you to take out your tampons? Like that's again, you know, I have a lot of conversation stoppers, (laughs) not starters. Totally. Totally. (laughs) So, um, it's amazing that that was like almost like the byproduct. Like that wasn't like that was just an additional thing. That's like, oh, I didn't know that that also wasn't, you know, like the way right. that other women experience tampons. So maybe this is a total sidebar, but like at That's some okay. point, like it's 
there is a need for open um, mental health mm. conversation, not mental health, but physical health conversations. It's, bo- it's both. Um, for how we understand a woman's body, what's normal, what's not, um, what tampons feel like and what they don't, you know, and who can I have these conversations with? So that way I know that and I'm not like, um, hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one? Right. And I look at like, I, you know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, why didn't I ask? Any? Like, I have people I can ask that of. And yeah. there are so many people out there that like don't have people and I had so many so I just that is like something that I still am thinking about a lot of like wow if I didn't talk to people about this yeah who is great question (laughs) you know yeah well you're you're also like you're you're coming into this other phase of there's the problem and then there's the shame on top of my problem Mm -hmm. and when it's something that's personal it's like well it's already difficult but if I'm talking about my broken arm I don't really feel super ashamed I'm kind of like a lot of people break their arms (laughs) yeah I've done it a number of times (laughs) yeah like yeah okay yeah but when we have shame then we we people get like myself included we get weird when it comes to shame and we build all these funny rules about it like I can't talk about it this is gonna make other people uncomfortable that's why I'm not talking about it right yeah. like we do we do all these things like this means that I can only keep inside my marriage yeah but we build rules around our pain which tell us how much we're allowed to talk about it and who we're allowed to talk to about it mm-hmm. with so for other women that are listening to this that might be like oh my gosh I had vaginismus I didn't even know or mm-hmm. I want to talk to my daughter about this like mm-hmm. what what Please advice talk to your do you daughters have about them? this yeah yeah <laughs> first I'll say yeah. that sorry what was your question <laughs> yeah yeah what I felt, I mean, I'm hearing you say one, let people know or find solid community. So you can be Mm -hmm. like, this is what's happening. And I need someone just to tell me I'm not crazy and I'm not broken Mm -hmm. and that there's a way forward. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think one of the things, I don't know if this like will totally answer that question, but one of the things I thought of the whole time was, um, there are a lot of different ways that people, um, like experience infertility that was like another issue Mm. and that I think I think this is one of them for for the first two years of my Mm -hmm. marriage I felt like kids were not an option whoa Um, okay talk further about that you're right because it's like at this point we were talking about just as sex as like as a physical obviously it's also like it's an emotional it's love it's all the other things it's like it's our marriage right right it's like wait a second this is also impacting the fact that we're also trying to have said human Yes. Yeah. And I think that was like, once I got the diagnosis, I was like, okay, it can be fixed. That's great. But then once it took longer than I thought, which I think I like totally didn't answer that question. (laughs) So we can come back to that about how long I was in it. But um, it got to a point like when I did want to give up um, where I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to have kids. And, and I started, you know, people, people make comments about that when are you going to start trying to have a family? And in my head, I'm like, only knew that I can't physically. I cannot like, you know? Yeah. And that's a totally different um, conversation about infertility. Totally. Like the typical infertility conversation. People are like, Oh yeah, we know about this. It's like, but do you? (laughs) Right. And it was so eye opening to me. I mean, I feel like I've had enough friends and family go through Mm -hmm. that, that Mm -hmm. I don't ask people when they're having kids. Like that's information that they can share with me if Mm -hmm. they want. But, Mm -hmm. um, but it was very eye opening to me how many people just forget to not ask that. (laughs) And that's a good word. I think, and that's what it is. People want to know because they love you and they want to 
have that yeah. like that's the next step right and so many like yeah. in quotes um so i think yeah I don't know. I think that that's a really important part of the conversation. If you are talking to your daughter or if you're talking to friends to like, make sure that we don't limit the ways that we're looking at mm-hmm. all of those things that affect mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. What's it like now? What's sex like now? It's okay. Yeah. It's like bearable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I yeah. mean, yeah. To, to just be really honest because, and I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it took, it took about a year to even be able to like have sex. Mm-hmm. So um, penile penetration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I was still going to physical therapy because it was still pretty painful. It was mm-hmm. it, at that at that time. That's probably more the place where I should say bearable, um, okay. because I could I could do it. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. I felt like, okay, well, maybe, you know, if, <laughs> if we only do this to make humans, <laughs> you know, like, like we can, it can happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so it is better now. Um, it's still for me. And I think this is different for every woman, for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. For me, it is um, like initial penetration is still pretty uncomfortable Okay. for me. Um, okay. So once, once we're there, like then it's, it's okay. It's still not, I'm not to the point where, um, intercourse is like enjoyable. Okay. Um, but Are it's there... not painful. This is, that's huge progress. BTW. Oh, huge progress. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. yeah. To be able to say like, my body is capable mm-hmm. of, of physically having sex. Yes. Is like, do you have goals for orgasm? Do you have goals for what's <laughs> next? Like, are you like, Hey, like also I'd like to have sex enough to feel good. I would say that's like the goal. Okay. <laughs> I don't have like yeah. specific goals like other than that, but just like I would like to at some point look forward to it. I yes. I no longer dread it. Okay, that's huge. See, this is the mental component that comes along with the physical work you've done, right? So mm-hmm. I could do the physical therapy, but I might still have all these feelings associated with this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is going to hurt, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt, it's mm-hmm. gonna, no, 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 right? And mm-hmm. it's like, wait a second, I have to like turn the volume down on that mental piece right? so that way my mind and my body can together and, you know, at least show up for this experience. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here for let's, it. <laughs> let's lay here for it, right? Then move towards, yes. oh, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it it is like that continual reminder. I have to remind myself of how long it took me to get to this point. Um, And it might take another year and a half to get to that point. Maybe it'll Mm -hmm. take longer. Maybe it'll take less time. I don't really know. Um, But it, I know that it can happen. Yes. Um, Yes. And I, I think that really the goal, probably my next step, like my next goal is a little bit smaller before just enjoying it is like, being able to have sex without thinking about it so much and like letting that's a really cool goal go go of the mental piece because i oftentimes have to like kind of stop my brain and or like uh-huh. actually right now i have to use my brain and be like it's not gonna hurt it is gonna be okay um i'd love mm-hmm. to get to the point where i'm not thinking because <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that's what makes it more enjoyable right like mm-hmm. yep. that's where more fun it happens and so yes but I think yes. that's the first step is like having to You're right. It is. being able to get rid of that. Yes. A, my friend Celeste Holbrook, she's a sexologist and yes. also one of the most like 
this one of the most like gifted and ins- insanely like just powerful women that I've like ever met. And she talks often about like how brain is like the first killer of libido and it's the first <laughs> thing that like gets in the way. And so learning how to you either descend into my body or use my brain to help me do that. And there's mm-hmm. and the, she she's she's the queen. I think that she's like a good resource for anyone listening as yeah. well to follow up with. Yeah, and there's also a lot of work, like when I was in physical therapy, it Mm -hmm. wasn't just purely physical, it was like meditation, doing yoga, Mm -hmm. Um, like there were tons of things that I... Whole body care. Yeah. Whole person care. Totally. And then when I got to a certain point, like when, um, like a, a year into it, when we could like have sexual intercourse but it still wasn't super comfortable. I asked my physical therapist, like, can I start running again? Cause I miss it. Good and question. yeah. Um, like life factor. Can I, can I yeah. do the other things I also love now? Yeah. yeah. And? Cause it felt like not only was I like giving up so much of my time, so much of my energy, I was giving up things that I love that like mm-hmm. bring me joy and also mm-hmm. um, ease my stress. Mm-hmm. And so I am the type of person that like when I, I need like a good, hard workout like yoga mm. is great it, I love it sure. um, right. I learned to love it but it's not the kind of workout that like I need for that stress release like I gotta just hit the pavement <laughs> yes it's it's important to know what you need right yeah and I just I felt like I had given that up for mm-hmm. a while to be mm-hmm. able to heal this part of my body that I didn't know I was like <laughs> destroying for years yes. um, or just helping tighten. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, so like that was great news when she was like, yeah, you can. And you just have to be really um, good about stretching before and after. And there were like specific stretches that I had to do. Cool. Um, right. But like now I can go running and not, I don't have to be so hardcore about all those stretches either. Um, so mm. Yeah, it's That's it feels like I'm getting yeah. a little bit of like me back too. Yes, yes. And all of it. Yeah. You know, I think that that's also, like, true of when we approach, like, any form of, like, healing or growth. It's, like, at mm-hmm. first, it's, like, extreme. Like, there's a lot of things I have to do, you know? Yeah. It's, like, this is extreme, and it's hard, and I, I honestly don't want to do it. And then it's, like, oh, like, oh, and then I get my life back. Mm-hmm. And and then I get my life back, and I have to do a, some accommodating. And then mm-hmm. I don't have to do as much accommodating, because I'm actually, I'm, like, I'm, all, I'm out here. I'm running. I'm having sex. I'm okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, like... <laughs> It's like a little bit like quarantine, right? Like we had to go like hardcore at the beginning (laughs) and like we're slowly getting our lives back. Yeah, right. My the wheels are falling off of my life in quarantine. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Uh, So everyone's still here. (laughs) (laughs) They'll find their way back. (laughs) What would would you do anything differently? Give like give if you would have known that like on your wedding night this would you would have suffered physically emotionally like would you would you do anything different what do you think about this in regards to sex and waiting and yeah and purity um, and all that I still would have waited but okay. if I could have known ahead of time I would have gone to physical therapy ahead of time okay um, but I also have to tell you that um, my husband almost missed none of my appointments. Um, so in that regard, I Mm. also don't know that I would have gone alone. Um, I went because we went together and he always said like, this is not like, this is not something wrong with you. This Mm. is something in our marriage that needs help. And so we're going together. Um, so I can, I can think of maybe two or three appointments 
that he didn't come yeah to um yeah so like i say that yeah i would have gone to physical therapy before but i i actually i don't know if i would have (laughs) i don't think i would have wanted to be there by myself (laughs) okay good point you know um so there's that and then i would say like during my physical therapy journey of course hindsight is always 2020 um i wish i could have not been so jealous of people Mm. and not been so like i i don't think i became a bitter person overall but i Mm. think that i let bitterness creep in sometimes um Um, and i wish that i wouldn't have done that okay and yeah i like hope that there is softness towards yourself in that you were going through something hard how could you not feel that sense of oh i wish this was easier for me totally wish that i could I just wish that it wasn't like this. That's human. Yeah. yeah. Not, and I, don't I think, think that's better. That's true. I think there, and I think it's good. Like I needed to feel it. Right. I needed that's to be right. sad and I needed right. to be mad and say that this mm-hmm. isn't fair. Cause like that's we, right. we all true. have things that aren't fair. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, we have to be I, real about ours. Yeah. But I do, I do want it to be one of those things where like, you know, I, I hope that I didn't go through it only for me. I hope that Mm -hmm. I went through it so that I can help someone else, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if it's one other person. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my marriage is beyond stronger than it ever would have been if we hadn't had this. Mm -hmm. I mean, hello, get married, can't have sex, like go to a physical therapy for a year and a half, (laughs) talk about like, you know, life's no picnic (laughs) (laughs) well to be totally yeah thrust in the deep end in the sense of like we didn't have sex and now we're literally like doing like dilator therapy together like what the hell like that's like a that's a totally steep transition totally like we didn't even talk about that but that was like some of the i was so like i don't like embarrassed and ashamed aren't really the that's not totally how i felt i guess it is sometimes but i was like how is this happening like because totally. my like, this? Yeah. you can do it by yourself but i like first of all i didn't want to <laughs> i was like sure like no thanks but yeah. then also i didn't want my husband to do it like mm. i was like because then that's weird like it was kind of more torture <laughs> like you know and so it yeah. was like this weird thing that we had to figure out where like Sometimes I did do it on my own, Good so that it wasn't always him, like him, lifting. <laughs> like, totally, yeah. You, mentally, you need that yeah. mental like separation. Yeah, yeah. But then sometimes I just needed to not do it, or like I needed, yeah, to like help. use the dilator by myself and then have mm-hmm. him just like lay there next to me because yes. I felt stuck. Like I was like, I can't do anything. For a while, I was told like I couldn't read, I couldn't look at my phone because I needed to like just relax, be in and your I was, body. Like, but that doesn't, that is like the yeah. exact opposite effect on my brain. Like my brain yeah. just starts going. Right. Um, so finally we, I like figured it out though, you know, like reading was really helpful for me because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's like an escape. Yeah. But I do like, I, I hope that I take what I learned from it and obviously like life is long, hopefully. Right. Or, or it's not, but like, there's going to be more. Like more challenges are coming. Um, This isn't, (laughs) this is not the end of that. And like, if I, I think about like, if we can get through that at the Mm -hmm. beginning of marriage, um, where, you know, most people, I think at the beginning of marriage 
stereotypically are arguing about who does the dishes (laughs) and like you know and like who does what chore or just like little silly things which is so great like yeah I I feel like I missed out on that you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, the silliness yeah the silly fights I didn't get to do like the whole playing house thing because it was like just straight into legit stuff yeah Um, good point good point so there's a part that I missed out on but then at, at the same time I think we got so much more out of it so much faster yes, yes. and talk about knowing if you married the right person or not you know <laughs> like totally with totally yeah it was just I mean not that I had questions but it was very confirmed very fast <laughs> yeah yeah it's so much to deal with in, in in a new marriage too it's a lot yeah so it's yeah it's yeah yeah and we didn't live together so yeah. it was you know I was looking forward to all of those fun silly mm-hmm. things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, How do you want to reclaim that? Well, quarantine has helped because, you know, we're stuck at home. So that true that <laughs> that's great. great. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. great. And we love being together. Like it's that has yeah. not. I'm so thankful that that has not been um, like a hardship for us oh, because boy, I know it is lovely. for so many mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Um, and that hasn't been. And so I think it is just those little things, um, you know, on the on the one hand it's hard in quarantine because it's like well we can't go anywhere we can't like right right do do fun dates or things like that but we've figured that out like at Mm. home you know like um we always have like a special date at this time of year to a certain restaurant and we're like okay we're still gonna do that we're just gonna get takeout and bring it home cool Um, that's cool so i I think just yeah and and having the time right now with everything that's going on but also without physical therapy Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our lives kind of revolved around physical therapy appointments Yeah, for a long that's, time. That's tough. Cause it almost yeah. like it becomes like, it's a, it's a pathology of the relationship. Like our yeah. relationship needs yeah. physical therapy, our relationship needs, and, and it's, that can be exhausting and have its own toll. Yeah. I mean, that was date night. <laughs> like, nope. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. Re- putting that into a space of like no like our our date nights look like this we are at home in 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 comfort like this in sexuality like this like this is how we do us yeah yeah so I think you know I think it'll take time it's gonna take time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um to get that back and I think both of us also realize like it may or may not be that we have like the typical honeymoon period that most people have um but we have something or, else that a lot of yeah. people don't have and a lot of people do. And right. um, it's a part of our story, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we don't really know what everyone else really actually has. People you know just talk I mean? about like, it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. What kind of honey? What, 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 what was it? What was I'm it really? super you know? skeptical. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, like you had your story. And right. like everyone's going to have their, their intro into marriage. And um, yeah. we tend to get hooked on what we think other people are experiencing. Yeah. I think... I think that's totally true. And I think also having, having had friends that got married a lot younger mm-hmm. and then being one of the people that got married a little bit older, um, that played a role in it too. Mm, interesting. Tell me because, more about that. What? Well, I mean, one, my muscles were tighter. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, like that's a real thing. Phys- like, okay. Physically it could have like, that could have been a real thing. Um, that, it is possible had I gotten married younger that I wouldn't have um, experienced this to the same degree that I did. Um, 
I'll never know. And that's okay. I'm not going to like die trying to figure it out. But, (laughs) um, but I also think, you know, looking back, had I gotten married at 22 and this was the case, I don't know how I would have handled it. Totally. Totally. And I can't imagine that it would have been something I was proud of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The resiliency factors for a 22 year old are some 22 year olds are very different than what it looks like when you're like, Oh, like, I have been through other hard things. Like I know what perseverance looks like. I know what like real partnership looks like. I know how to communicate. Yes. Like I've got skills, people. Right. <laughs> I can, yeah. I've lived life. Yeah. And yeah. that is nothing against 22 year olds. Like I, you know, totally. it's just, I had a longer time to be in my career. Mm-hmm. I had a longer mm-hmm. time to know who I was by myself. Yeah. Um, wow. That's beautiful. And, and I'm really thankful for that. There were years that mm-hmm. I wasn't, um, Totally. And I wouldn't have given up any of them now looking back, you know, Um, which is cool. cool. But I do think, I think that that plays a part in it too. Um, And maybe the rush also of like, well, I'm getting older. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to have kids, it's got to happen soon. (laughs) But then we're back to applying the rules, right? Right. It has to be like this. And it's like, well, you know me, I love the rules. I do. I do know you. I'm going to call it out. Give me some rules. I'll follow them. Yeah. (laughs) We just can't make them ourselves. That's the hard right. part, right? Yeah. And we can die trying. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. And that actually yeah. will apply to your future life as a parent, where it's oh, like totally. all the rules, all our best intentions for things to go a certain way, and it just usually doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We're all yeah. learning that so well right now. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And amen. Yeah. Okay, so what resources for people that are listening that are like, oh, I need to start my own journey with this, or I thought it was just me, where would you direct them? Do you have... I, oh my just, gosh. Is, Can I like shamelessly plug my physical therapy yeah, office? Hell yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I'm not getting paid for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I It's in Orange County, and they have a couple locations called Sartin Physical Therapy. Um, they were awesome. They just cool. took care of me so well, and um, yeah, I, I did keep going because I, I didn't hate it there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not going to say yep. I loved it, but, <laughs> but it was yep. more like I did love the people. Um, I didn't love the reason why I had to go, but I did love the people and good, what the, the work that they're doing. Good, and, that's key. Yeah. And I would also say to talk to people and mm-hmm. to know that there are going to be some people who will say insensitive things and as hard as it is try to remember that they love you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because mm-hmm. they really don't know what else to say because like, totally. it's that, like it's a, that, that was the other funny thing, like aside from insensitive comments, it was a lot of like, oh, okay. And then like, com- like just a quick shift of the conversation. And yes. so I think, you know, you talk to people and you realize who you can talk to about it. And I was so thankful and had some really surprising friendships come out of it cool. too isn't that the coolest you're like it is. gosh that's so neat oh totally and people that you're like i knew they were good friends but i didn't yeah. i didn't know it would be okay that we talked about that on that level yeah and yes they've become some of the biggest like cheerleaders for me yes you know that's right that's right um yeah you're so good at seeing the gift and in the pain thank you it's i mean now looking back mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I mean, I think it's so hard to convince yourself you're not alone, and to yes, believe, that it, is to all believe the, it. Always when we're suffering, the first yeah. lie I tell myself is I'm the only one. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> and, and life sucks. 
and yeah. like no one ever yeah. understands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> and yeah, but I think I think it is also good to acknowledge that not a lot of people do understand this like yes, or, or like a lot of people exactly do right. but like that's so good what you just said right <laughs> thank you uh, yeah that like like but not everybody's gonna understand this and so if mm-hmm. that's the case then i also can't really rely on them to understand this yeah yeah because <laughs> you know? like, they don't get it right and like the people that i think i relied on it wasn't they under it wasn't because they understood it from their own experience it was because mm-hmm. they're good humans who have huge hearts and love people and love me and they were willing to sit in it with me and say that it really sucks um Mm. and i i mean that's like that's like what all of us want right like when hard things happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, just someone to be there yeah yeah and just acknowledge that it hurts as as bad as it feels like it yeah yeah yeah, like it hurts your heart just as much as mm-hmm. it hurts your muscle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Truth. And yeah. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so that that was okay. That was so many things, but one um I'm so thankful for people who are willing to talk about things that are that personal. Part of the reason that we experience such brokenness in community is because we're not allowing people in to like all of our places. And now now let me also say this, we have to learn how to choose safe community. And that was something that she was acknowledging as well, where it's like, not everybody gets these pieces, but we need to create spaces where we can talk about personal things so we don't have to suffer alone. Okay, the hard thing is already hard. What's worse is when we have to just take that in all by ourselves and then make up all these things about like what's wrong with us. So let's let's do a little reflection. There's a couple things I wanted to kind of highlight um, on that conversation. Um, one of them, <laughs> for sure, is that we need to have more conversations about women's health and women's bodies and sex and vaginas and vulvas and all of the things that make up um, a woman's sexual experience. There is such limited data research information as it applies to women's pleasure. The more conversations we can have, the more normal it becomes, the more informed we are, the more sex we will have, the more connected we will be. Um, It is our body. It is not bad. It is not poison. It is not um, sin. It is not shame. Your body is your body, and it is yours to discover and to reclaim and to make your own and to create your own sexual rules around what feels good to you and what doesn't. Um, This conversation that we just had publicly is a conversation that I've had behind so many HIPAA compliant doors with clients coming in acknowledging that like I couldn't have sex in my wedding night. I still can't have sex or I can't have sex after I've had a baby or, and, and they mean it. They're not like, like my friend was explaining. It's not like I don't want to, it's like I physically can't. Um, if that is an experience you're having, I highly recommend that you talk to a pelvic floor PT and or your gynecologist. There is actual help available. Like my friend was sharing, it is possible to be able to come back into your body and to be able to have sex. Um, the where we started this conversation though this she she acknowledged something about like my failing and i think we are so quick to personalize 
our sexual experiences as personal failures. We are so quick to say, I didn't do that right. This isn't working because of me. So I wanted to maybe open that up to your own sexual history about how much you personalize your sexual success. How much do you make these things your responsibility? How much are you saying it's because of me? And then to investigate if that is actually personal failure or if there is something else biologically occurring or if there is something else relationally occurring. Because again, you guys, the more informed we are about the way that our bodies work, not just our own, but our partners, then the more successful we're going to be at meeting like the shared goal. Um, the other thing I want to hit on was the, the mental, ver- what was happening like mentally versus what was happening physically and how those need to be joined. So we can't have one without the other. If we have a mental injury, so that might be, that's going to be more in the form of like a thought disorder or, um, or thinking that is harmful. So it's shame uh, the the mental injury or all the things I think about myself that are harmful. And my physical injury are things that are actually happening to my physical body. So what happened in this case is that there's a physical diagnosis that has a mental component. And we do this all the time, you guys. I need you to hear this in the form of metaphor. The story I create about my physical injury creates its own injury. I'll say that again. The story I create about my physical injury creates its own injury. So the story I tell myself about my vagina and why I can't have sex becomes its own mental um, injury, where now that lives on as a story I tell myself every time I go to have sex. Whether or not you've had vaginismus or any other form of sexual dysfunction, there are a lot of stories we tell ourselves about sex, what it should be like, what it should look like, how often it should happen, um, what position it should be in, what time of day it should be in. you guys, it's it's one of the most common things that comes into the doors of therapy, which I'm so glad to have this conversation more publicly, which is who actually says, like, what do you actually know and is going on in other people's bedrooms? And could you just stick to your own sexual script? Like, wouldn't it be okay if you just said, hey, this is our sex life and this is what is like the frequency and, and the way and, and how we do this is really up to us. And and when we begin to allow that to feel as good as possible, then I might be able to reach outside and be able to talk more openly about my sex life because I'm, I'm comfortable in it, rather than I'm always looking for how mine compares to everybody else's. Um, but there is a very real component of how the brain and the stories we tell ourselves, as well as our sexual trauma, affects the way we're able to enter into sex in real time. So... The things that were being flagged in my own story as I was thinking about this is if anybody's ever experienced any form of sexual abuse or sexual trauma, um, there's a physiological component to the body remembering. And so then when you are you are activated again in a safe place, your body might feel like, uh-oh, is this a safe place? Like, I don't know, because the body isn't thinking, the body's just remembering. And it is also something to bring to your gynecologist, your therapist, or to a pelvic floor PT to safely integrate self-initiated touch and or safe touch that allows you to calm the body's physiological response to touch. Please, 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 please email or DM me if you have questions about this. Um, It is crucial that you get to live in every part of your body 
including your vagina. Okay. Um, other thoughts on this was that big, beautiful banner of you made me feel like I could come back. I'm like, ah, if we could lead with this, if we could live under this as, as mental health care professionals, as medical health care professionals, behavioral health care, whatever industry you're in, could we just maybe try to help people feel like they're not like crazy and they're not the worst? If we could just be human with them and we could help them want to come back, then maybe they actually would. I cannot tell you I, the amount of, of appointments I've walked out of and been like, I, I will never go back in there because they made me feel unsafe. They didn't believe me. They didn't listen to my story. They made me feel bad. It's like, and here's the other thing. If you are in a therapeutic medical relationship, I don't care if it's your dentist. If you're in a relationship where, where you feel like, I feel terrible when I'm there. Hey, rethink that. There are other dentists out there. <laughs> the reason I'm saying dentists because I've said this before. Um, I've had I had a dental hygienist in my in my history that was so invasive and and oppressive and rude and she was like in my mouth which is a very triggering place if you've had any form of sexual abuse and I was just like I can't handle this right now and this woman all up in my space and I was like Elise you're an adult find a new hygienist <laughs> and so I did but we stay in stuck relationships because we don't know that we can leave and so maybe just putting that there for, putting that out there for food for thought um, finding a gynecologist who believes you and and will listen to you a psychiatrist a therapist a coach an interventionist a, someone who gives a damn and makes you feel like you could come back um, the other thing I liked what she was talking about was creating the small goal like I think my small goal was she said having sex and not thinking about it so much and like what a cool way to continue to move towards the bigger and other goals, which is I'm going to start with this one. Um, the brain is such an interrupter of intimacy. And the more we are able to not escape, but to actually bring it all home and bring it all in, the more like sensual and whole our sexual experiences will, will be because we haven't escaped with our mind, with our busyness, with our to-do list. We haven't numbed out or zoned out or tasked ourselves into oblivion. And so that the idea of embodied sex, that I am there and present with my mind, with my body, with my feelings, and that work happens alone first. So when I am able to sit with myself as my whole self and my, my mind, my body, my spirit, my feelings, my history, all of it, when I can sit with myself, be open to myself, and then I, I practice that as my own morning practice, whatever, my, my meditation practice, whatever I practice that. And then I am then able to take that into the bedroom where I can have shared embodiment, where I am fully there in my sexual experience. This is a word also to, to just to healing any form of tra trauma. Um, vaginismus is its own form of trauma because there's, there's a, a physical component to the body saying no. Um, there is intervention that allows you to have the sex life you would like to have. I do believe that I still, 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 still am wholeheartedly committed to total restoration and to our bodies being able to remember new things and new sexual experiences that aren't harmful. Um, last things. Um, 
three last big things. One, it's hard when you're facing a, something that's also involved in your marriage because it's not just yours to talk about. And I feel like she did that so beautifully because she stuck to her experience and she was able to like um, to still share meaningful things. And a lot of the times I think people are afraid of sharing something about their marriage because they're afraid of, of how it's going to make their partner look. And it's like, yeah, I totally get that. And I totally respect that in your marriage. And you're also allowed to share your experience. And then you won't feel like you're sinking your relationship because you're always bringing the hard stuff back to that place. So a word on that would just be when you're sharing about things that are involving another person, it is okay to still share your experience, navigate with that within your coupleship and consider what would be a respectful way to do that while you're still getting what you need. Um, second, education needs to happen. We need more conversations like this. Um, I would absolutely encourage everybody to follow up with Celeste Holbrook. I will link her information in the show notes because she is a goddess and I love her. Um, last part, and that maybe is a, is a second to the, <laughs> my second to my second is advice versus expert. Um, there are so many incredible, kind-hearted, well-meaning people that are full of shit advice, all right? So when there is something going on and someone's like, have a drink, and you're like, but my vagina's frozen. It's like, that doesn't help you. So please consider the difference between advice and expert help. When I, the amount of people that have come through my doors and they're like, well, my friend said, just try this. Or, or you know, my mom said this. Or my grandma, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, we are so quick to, to listen to what's offered to us. Please always compare that to actual experts, to actual doctors, or to actually licensed professionals who will help you find something so you do not hurt yourself trying to get well giant plug <laughs> for seeking professional help. Um, all that to say, I am really proud of us as a community. I am really proud of us as a podcast community of people talking and listening here. Um, if you made it all the way to the very end of this podcast, kudos and good on you. And I hope to see you in the trailer cast Instagram community this week, because we're going to be talking about sex and vaginas and how to talk about that openly with less shame. So that way our daughters don't have to face these things alone. Okay, party people, I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you get curious about your own sexual experience, sexual person, the way that you show up in this world, and that you find freedom, healing, and goodness in all of those spaces. Cheers. Thank you for listening to TrailerCast with Elise Snipes. Visit TrailerCast.com to listen to all of our recorded episodes, sign up for Patreon to offer support for the show, and get access to group sessions, extra bonus episodes and content, and our private Instagram account, where we continue to grow the TrailerCast community. Follow Elise on Instagram at EliseSnipes underscore collective, and learn more about her work at EliseSnipes.com. Lastly, we'd love for you to take a moment and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Cheers, and see you next time. Cheers.